you're in church or online, you've made it. Many of us have spent the last day or a bunch of days this week preparing. For me, honestly, it's been a three-sermon week. We had church on the beach, which was supposed to be today, preaching on God's love as vast as an ocean, including every grain of sand. But darn it, that storm's rolling in Sunday night. We can't do the beach. Well, we still have God's expansive love. Love is alive in disruption. But then, uh-oh, the prediction that got pretty intense last night, that the storm would be hitting full force right now. Well, yeah, we still have God's love. That love sustains us and guides us in uncertainty and stress. But oh, that stress. Oh, that uncertainty. While I'm worrying about these sermons, my spouse is making sure that all the phone batteries are charged, our cupboards are stocked, and the balcony furniture is inside. And my only little attention to the realities of home was helping brave Costco. God is with us in these details. And God is with us in how we've been caring for one another in the preparations. So I looked at the gospel this morning and our readings this morning, looking for what would be the right message for us in this time of storminess, this time when people down in Mexico and Baja have been hit so hard, time when people inland there's a great message in the gospel at the end that God's love does know no bounds, that excluded are fully included. But the path to that message is really difficult because Jesus first ignores, then insults this Canaanite mother who is pleading for her child's healing. Healing. So is this Jesus really human, his human side coming out? Did he get up on the wrong side of the bed? Or is this a story of how God changes God's mind by our persistence? Or is Jesus being really extreme in this interaction with the woman, just like he can be extreme in the parables? Is Jesus airing the ugliness of the culture and airing those insults, the ignoring of others, to undermine them. Because in the end, the healing happens. In the end, Jesus affirms her faith. That's like big Christological stuff to chew on. And those questions have caught the minds of theologians over the millennia of Christianity. But those are questions with this storm around us and the potential of wind blowing during the service and maybe drips appearing somewhere that even I would have a hard time concentrating on. So we can go to Isaiah, and maybe that's a little easier. It's a great message in Isaiah. That we are to maintain God's justice. It's to be upheld. That the outcasts are to be brought in. So again, expansive love. And I think about the injustices around us and wanting to dive into that, but again in the context of this storm, in the context of not knowing whether everyone will be cared for, whether everyone will get the help that they need. 
letter to the Romans where he proclaims today, I ask then, has God rejected God's people? By no means. Oh yes, that love, God's love, not rejecting anyone. In the uncertainty and waiting of now, have we been abandoned? No. God's with us all in the storms of life. And these storms and these challenges are not punishment. It's not that God's stepping away. As Paul proclaims later, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. They can't be taken away. We have all these passages, an overarching image of God's abiding love to absolutely everyone. For me, the place I often go in these times of uncertainty, times of personal trouble or troubled heart, is to the book of Psalms. The Psalms are deeply personal. They're the most emotional writings in Scripture, these incredible poems that express what it is to walk the life of faith. And there's everything in the Psalms. There's utter Regardless of how the psalmist is feeling, the psalm wraps up with an affirmation of the saving power of God's love and God's presence. Whether the psalmist appears to be feeling it or not. So that's where I tend to go in this morning. We have a powerful affirmation of God's mercy and God's blessing. And a prayer, may God be merciful to us and it makes me think of other psalms that I've gone to at times of fear or anxiety, maybe judgment or remorse. There's a wonderful line from Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, a right spirit. God that God is merciful. 